0: It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us.
1: Lisa Woodruff is a professional organizer and productivity specialist from Cincinnati, Ohio, and she has helped... Thousands of women reclaim their homes and finally get organized with her practical tips, encouragement, and humor through her blog and her podcast at Organize365.com. Lisa believes organization is not a skill you're born with. It's a skill that's developed over time, and it changes with each season of our life. You can get organized, and Lisa is here to help. She's joining me today on Amy's Table to talk about her latest book, The Mindset of Organization, Take Back Your House One Phase at a Time. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to Amy's Table.
0: Hi, Amy. Thanks for having me back. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. Well,
1: I have got to tell you, I have you on Selfishly because I learn something every time we speak. And, you know, we have talked about the Sunday basket. We'll talk about that again in a little bit. But, you know, I've gotten some tips from you that I use and have really positively impacted my life. So I'm looking forward to learning more today. And this book, you're not, you're not doing a to-do book this time. You're doing or a how-to book, It's actually a mindset. And what made you sort of shift that approach?
0: Well, you know, when I sat down to write a book, people have been asking me for a book on how to organize and, you know, it just seemed like the natural progression in my business. I sat down to write a how-to book. And what I realized was to teach you how to organize every area in your house would take a lot of pages. And it wouldn't be relevant for everyone who would be reading that book. Like some people don't have children or they're not currently raising children. So do you include that or don't you? Mm -hmm. And the more I really thought about all the clients I've worked with over the years and people who I've helped online, it's really this idea that you can get organized and why you would want to get organized. And the biggest thing that holds people up is all of the items that you have that have memories attached to them or are sentimental in nature. So it's really not clearing the clutter or knowing how to best organize your utensil drawer. It's more about why do you keep what you keep and what can you let go of and how can you transfer memories from items into your heart and into your mind and let go of the physical stuff. So I wrote it more um, from the idea that there are these four phases of life, and how you have different memories associated with each phase of life, and how you can let go of some of the items that you're holding on to just because they have memories associated with them. If you could figure out how to do that, you can organize your utensil drawer. <laughs>
1: Well put. That's right. Then you can conquer the world, right? Well, you know, you are so right, though, Lisa. I mean, the stuff that hangs around my house, if I'm done with a, a piece of clothing that I don't want anymore, don't like anymore, I am so ready to let it go out the door or, you know, a piece of cookware or something. But give me something that is a... Memory or a moment from my life and the stuff I hang on to is ludicrous. I mean, just ludicrous. And it's funny when my dad died a couple of years ago and we were going through his house, he saved my first tax return. And (laughs) you know what? It had to have been symbolic in some way for him that like, you know, I was growing up or his last child was, you know, entering adult. I don't know, but he saved it. It's like, what? (laughs) <laughs> but so it is. It's all emotional, isn't it? Well, you say that there's these seasons in our life, these phases that I'm sure each have their own kind of memory attached to them. But tell me a little bit about how that factors into the mindset.
0: Yes. Well, the more I've worked with clients, what I realized a professional organizer does is they're able to meet the client where they are in their phase of life. As I looked over time, there were four phases of life that the average American woman goes through. There are the childhood years, which are typically 7 to 21. And in those years, you're learning how to organize your bedroom and kind of take all of your possessions from other areas in the house and move them into this little mini apartment under your parents. And then you go out into the big world. So from 21 to around 40 are what I call the accumulation years because you're uh, accumulating jobs and houses and kids and a husband if you have one and all these things come with more pieces and parts. I mean, I remember when we bought our house, I couldn't believe how many additional things you had to buy just to maintain this thing that you just bought. Mm-hmm. And then you have more children and you switch jobs and it's all all of that organization is about bringing in more things and finding places for those things to go, but you don't really get rid of very much, or if you do, just seasonal getting rid of. Then you hit the survival years, which are typically 40 to 55, and these time ranges are general. But during those years, that's when you really could do more deep pruning or purging, but you can't because you're never home. You're always in your car. Usually women in this phase of life are working outside of the home or at home, they're spending a lot of time driving their kids' places because they're usually school age to college age at this time. It's also the time of life where you hit your prime productive working years, and you usually start taking care of a family member at this time in life. You're in the sandwich generation where you're taking care of your kids if you have them, and you're usually taking care of your parents in this time of life. There's just a lot going on, and you feel that you're really stressed, but you have a lot of resources to handle it. You have the experience of having lived a little bit longer. And just a better perspective than you did in the accumulating years. And then 55-plus are what I call the downsizing and legacy years. That's when you look around the house and you say, where did all this stuff come from and why do I still have my high school cheerleading uniform? Why was (laughs) I thinking we needed to save that? So that's when you look around and you go, okay, I don't want to live in this house. Um, Right now, 55-plus, we're looking at the baby boomer and the silent generation they have probably, the majority of them, lived in the same house their entire life. They've raised their children there, their children are gone, and now they're looking around saying, what do I want to keep? Like, the kids left stuff here, I have my parents' stuff here now, I have my own stuff. We don't use the majority of this, but I don't know how to get rid of it. And how can I take all of this and save for my children, grandchildren, future generations, the heritage of our family that I want saved in a way that would be meaningful to the millennial and Gen Z generations.
1: You are just nailing this, Lisa. I mean, yeah. really, that's so well thought out. So true.
0: Thank you. Yeah, and when you think of it that way, the big the big discussion I want to have is that the baby boomers and the silent generation stop saying to the millennials, take all of our stuff, we've saved all of this for you, Because the millennials want to live a lighter, more agile life. They aren't even buying houses. Like, they want to rent. They want to travel. And so they feel burdened that their parents and grandparents are giving them this stuff. But at the same time, those baby boomer and silent generation people who – Back in the day, it wasn't Amazon Prime didn't deliver stuff the next day. Like, you had to save money. You didn't buy it on credit. It took a long time to establish this China pattern that you bought that you want to hand down to your grandchildren who don't want it. We need to open up this dialogue so the millennials could say, I love you, and I would love to hear about how you got this China pattern and what you went through. And I would love to have a place setting of it. Or I would love to have a teacup that I could put on my Christmas tree every, every year and think about you and your life and have that memory attached, but yet the baby boomers and the silent generation don't feel like, well, you don't care what I did and you don't appreciate me. Like, let's have that discussion where we can have the memory without the stuff.
1: I've got to tell you, you've got to go to Lisa's site. It's Organize365.com. You can forward slash and add Mindset for this latest book, but check out Sunday Basket. It is It can change your life for sure. I think we also have the interview still on my website. If you type in Lisa's name on amy com, you'll be able to hear the Sunday Basket interview But great stuff, Lisa. Again, this book is The Mindset of Organization, Take Back Your House One Phase at a Time. And, of course, you can hear more on Lisa's Organized 365 podcast. Lisa, thank you so much for joining me today on Amy's Table.
0: Thank you, Amy. It is always a pleasure to talk with you. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q! It's Amy's Table with Amy Tolman.
1: Yeah. Q102.